Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Here to tell you that none of you out there, including us, know anything about MMA, and this is the most unpredictable sport in the entire world. Because I'm, I'm about to, I'm prepared to say a sentence that I never thought I would say in my entire life. Sean Strickland is the UFC middleweight champion of the world. He is the best 185er on the planet. He defeated Israel Adesanya in one of the most handed, one of the most decisive and dominant decisions I've seen over a champion that of that ilk and that stature in a long time my name is matt mcsweeney shoulder strikes mma podcast i'm here with tiger pone ty what do you make of it man how do you feel i'm uh i'm not sure i'm not sure i uh <clears throat> i'm definitely surprised uh i think that was probably the worst izzy has ever looked uh he looked slow sluggish didn't really try to do anything offensively i think honestly as soon as he got knocked down he he wasn't the same um you know, he was only throwing kicks. Uh, I think that's the first time. It's the biggest uh, disparity in strikes, I think, in his whole career. Even, um, you know, uh, both ways. I don't think he's ever outlanded somebody as much as Sean Strickland outlanded him. That's what I heard. And I think, yeah, besides Brian, Brad Tavares, that looks like it's true. Maybe Paulo Costa as well. Um, so that's kind of crazy. Um I think Eric Nixick did an amazing job. Incredible. With Sean Strickland. I mean, he's also done. I mean, he's one of those guys. He can't, I don't think he had a fighting background, or he, he never fought, at least. Uh, and, you know, the things he did. You know, Francis pulled off what he pulled off under Eric Nixick, now Sean Strickland. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Luke Thomas uh, earlier in the week called him one of the best coaches in the world. And he he's not wrong, man. He uh, I, I didn't think this would ever happen. I mean, Sean Strickland from pretty much – uh, I would say, other than the second round, was in complete control. Um, the knockdown, I, I honestly thought he was he was going to get him out of there because Izzy looked not great. Like his, the way he re- he recovered, but uh, it didn't look great. That was it clean. looked very sketchy, very clean. He didn't do anything in the first round, Izzy. I mean, the, the first round, I, I missed the knockdown because how boring it was up until that moment, and then the flurry, uh, you know, easily gave him the first. The second round, a little boring. I mean, honestly, a lot of the fight was not was not fun. You know, it was kind of boring, if you, if you will. A 25-minute at-range kickboxing match, averaging 20 strikes landed per round, or 40 combined. Not, you know, not the a typical middleweight fight. 34% significant strikes landed uh, for Izzy. That's insanely low. I mean, you know, I don't know if there's something going on. I know he's, he's I think, getting sued, or uh, he's getting, he's in the middle of a bad divorce from his ex-wife, and she's trying to take everything, Girlfriend. I think. Girlfriend, yeah. Not she's, even she's trying, <laughs> she's trying to take him to the cleaners, yeah. apparently. Um, so, I, you know, does that play a factor? Yeah, who, who's the no? Uh, he's 34. That, I think, obviously has to play a part in this. Uh, I think Kamar Usman's also 34, right? And Francis is 35. They're, like, all around the same age. And they all kind of had uh, – not. they didn't fall off at the same time, but they kind of all just slowly – I guess not Francis, but um, – now we're seeing Izzy. He's what? I think four and three in his last seven. Is that correct? Is that the, is like that the that? case? I mean, yeah. Um, so I, through, I'm sure. I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know what's next for him. I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to say he should get an immediate rematch. I honestly don't think he should. I disagree. I feel like yeah. the, I feel like that's kind of just holding up the division at this at this point because he's going to win and he's going to lose and he's going to win and he's going to lose. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know. And even his wins haven't been really impressive. I mean, one day, you know, he hasn't got a knockout since he fought Paulo Costa. Uh, or Alex Pereira, I forgot about that one. But other than that, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe he's, maybe he's at the tail end of his career. He's had so many fights, right? He's had hundreds of kickboxing matches. He's had tw- almost 30 MMA fights, which is kind of crazy. I mean, he's kind of, you know, he broke in the MMA and just, you know, got the ball rolling really quick and never took his foot off the gas. I feel like maybe now he should take some time off. Maybe he should fight Drickus whenever Drickus is healthy, um, and then maybe give Strickland. I mean, I don't. I don't even know what you do with Strickland at this point. 
You know, I mean, he's pretty much – both of these guys have fought pretty much everybody in the division, right? I mean, um, Drickus was supposed to be the, the guy. He was supposed to be next, but he's hurt. I'm not even sure what the status of him is. Uh, Don't like when guys even, also uh, who sit out the fight are talking shit, too. It's like, dude, like, just stay at, like – Oh well, if that you're better to be lucky, I wasn't in there or something like that. It's like, well, yeah. you weren't though. So like, just like Kai Car France when he was brings cage side, you know. For all the Manel cops said, Kai Car France is just stand there, you know, giving him the finger, this and that, trying to act tough when he's the one who pulled out of a fight two weeks ago. So uh, I mean, yeah, but who do you like? What do you do next? Because Drickus is two, Izzy's one, Whitaker's three, and then Cannonier and Vittori round out the top five, which is just you know. The state of the middleweight division is not great. Well, I think, you know, 10 to 15 is better than 5 to 10, 5 to 9, 4 to 9, whatever you want to say. I think this is pretty easy. First, I do want to go over the, the the fight and just say that I know a lot of people are going to go in, and they already have, have gone on and made excuses for Izzy and said, well, yeah. I'm like, sure he's going to have to get surgery. They're going to be like, oh, see, he broke his hand. It, you know, something like that always. Whatever it was. I just think he – I think he took – this fight for granted, I thought he for sure. I mean, like we all talked about before, I probably got to his head. He thought he was yeah. gonna. He had this in the bag. It was an easy matchup. Sean Strickland was just gonna kind of be there. He was gonna be be there to be hit, and ev- eventually, Izzy was gonna find his chin and you know catch him or knock him out or hurt him or just you know maybe win a, a kind of a snooze fest. It looked like that's what Izzy was trying to do. It did like definitely. It looked like he kind of wanted I mean honestly though you're right. I think the fight was never the same after he got knocked down, which uh, understandably so. It's just kind of how fighting is, but that kind of like it woke Izzy up for maybe I don't know the first half of the second round. And then after that, Sean Strickland kind of put his foot back down on the pedal and was like, "All right, like he's not really bringing me much back, you know, like violently. Uh, I'm not really going to get caught clean here it seems so i'm just gonna put my foot on the pedal and i'm gonna put constant pressure in his face and that seemed like the uh key to the victory Uh, you know obviously his his striking defense was much better than we thought it was and he may have exposed izzy in the sense that israel as a strictly boxer is not good right i mean that's what it seemed like It, it seemed like Strickland kind of just brought it to him in his face, took the kicking element really out of the game, was checking a lot of those leg kicks and those body kicks. He was catching them and, and threatening sort of a takedown. But you could tell, I mean, we we talked about it before. I mean, we we were worried if Strickland wanted to get into a kind of a, you know, a striking battle, he was going to lose. We were wrong. You know, I mean, Strickland didn't even look for a takedown. Nick Six telling him, hey, let's mix it up. Like, he didn't even think about it because... He, I feel like he kind of knew, like he had this guy's number. He was, he was in his face the entire time. He was landing clean shots, and he, as technical it seems like as he is, he's also kind of wild. So that some of the strikes that Izzy thinks he's getting out of range of, or he's dipping left to right, he's getting hit with them. He was, he was getting like ping ponged back and forth a couple times, where you saw Izzy's face, like, oh my god, like I, I'm getting beat up here, and it. The crazy thing, too, was in the last minute of the fight, Strickland's screaming at him and following him around the octagon, and Izzy's running away from him. Like, was totally fine with handing his title over to Sean Strickland. That I, Ty, I gotta say, man, of all my years watching this as consistently as I have, that is the most embarrassing loss I've ever seen a champion take. And guys have gotten knocked out. There's one thing to get knocked out. You can always make the argument, well, he got caught, you know, unlucky, or that wouldn't happen again. Like, he got beat up for four, four to one, easy, easy uh, decision, and he got beat up pretty handily, man. I don't know what the argument is to have the fight run back, other than the fact that the UFC doesn't like Sean Strickland and they don't want him to be their champion. You could tell in the post-fight press conference that Dana White wants nothing to do with Sean Strickland being the champion. He is pissed. He wanted he he's like oh Izzy will answer the questions when he gets to the press conference and he'll you know he'll have the answers or whatever and then Izzy shows Which up and not. doesn't yeah he doesn't participate in the press conference looks like he looked broken dude he looked like a broken man and I don't blame him because it's what this is this is a nightmare doomsday worst case scenario for Israel Adesanya it is he can't come back I like not to say that he can't come back and win some fights or whatever but his legacy t- took a like uh. A, a blow that he can't come back from. You can't come back from losing to Sean Strickland in the way he did. It may be a bad night or whatever. He would have been better if he would have got knocked out in the first round, truly. It, it, it just, it's horrible. And like you said, what's next? 
I think what's next is Hamzat or Paulo Acosta, if that's what, however that goes down. But I think it's going to be Hamzat, and uh, I I think that that's kind of the I think they're going to try and do this Izzy fight right away. But it, I I don't know. I really don't know because is Izzy would it even make sense for Izzy to jump right back in there and fight him again? Like it, I don't. I and another thing I don't understand is how is this next fight going to be different? Like, what is he? Is he going to be more aggressive? Is he? I mean, he fought the way he fights pretty much every time. It just didn't work. He looked like you said he did look slow, but he also he he's just like he's he's shown he wants to throw leg kicks. He wants to back up. He wants to look to counter. But he never really got the opportunity in this fight. What? Who says or what says that it's going to be different the next time, or that he's going to be able to land that counter shot in the next fight? Yeah, I don't know. Um, he really just might be, you know, at the tail end of his career. Again, he's you know he's been the champ for so long. I think I feel like that's just very emotionally and very physically taxing on you. He's very active. Like, yeah, I, I don't see why he couldn't win the belt back. I mean, this division's not <laughs> not really good. I mean. There's going to be some fast tracks for sure, like uh, Alaskarov and Imavov. Alaskarov's not even ranked, and they wanted him to fight, uh, was it Paulo Costa, right? Yeah. Originally. And, you know, Paulo Costa's number six in the world. Um, now he's fighting number 12. You know, one of them gets a win, they're going to be skyrocketed in the ranks. And then you got Brendan Allen fighting, uh, I think he's fighting Paul Craig, right? Yeah. And there's Bo Nickel so, hanging around out there. You know, Bo Nickel kinda, is all. I mean, he, he's not right, but he's definitely going to get a. He, he's getting slow track now, but like, it's whenever take one one ranked guy and he's going to be fighting for the title. That's that's all. It takes is one opportunity. Yeah. You know, a couple guys pull out, get hurt, don't don't want to fight, and he's like, "Well, I will. I don't give a fuck." Um, so there's definitely some guys that can be fast tracked. Like I said, Chimaev um, isn't ranked at 185. He it doesn't matter. He's fighting whoever. Uh, I think he's probably the next champion who holds on to the belt for long. Let's see how uh, Strickland does. I just don't know. You know, what else do you? What else would you do besides a Strickland out of sight? Who who is Strickland's going to fight? Is it Drickus? You just wait for Drickus to get healthy and then just run that Strickland and Drickus Duplessis. That's going to be a very low watched middleweight title fight. Um, Cannoneer and uh, they already fought, right? Yeah. Uh, also, wait. Uh, one note. Um, how about Alex Pereira working with Sean Strickland, showing him. That one-two combo. Don't strip him. Uh, Alex Pereira really, uh, he might have the blueprint to Israel Adesanya. I'm just saying. Uh, it seems like he's just constantly around when Izzy falters. Um, what else? Yeah, also Izzy after the fight saying, you know, he's fine, he's healthy, him and his family are together, and, and you know, just saying all the things that Whenever you have to champions. start saying that you're, you're winning in life after something yeah. like this, you can tell yeah, yeah. like this. And I, at least I, Part of me does like feel bad for him, but another part of me doesn't because he he shits on these people when he wins. So he has yeah. to be like he has to be ready for the hell to come back his way when he loses. Like that's also, that's kind of how it is. He's not really a gracious in, in winning. So you're not don't expect people to be gracious when you lose. I mean, yeah, he he was acting like this was going to be a breeze, and it really was the opposite, man. Yeah, he's not fully you know pulling a, a Ronda Rousey, but he's you know. He's entering that territory. She, she did a whole media blackout before and after uh, the Nunes and even the Holly Holm fight. So, uh, but isn't it was it a bit weird that it seemed like Strickland was the crowd favorite uh, leading up to the fight? Uh, I know it was in Australia, and Izzy's from New Zealand. Is there like a, a big rivalry with Australia and New Zealand? Is that a thing you know of? I don't. I, don't I think somebody is. broke it down basically like a guy who's not really New Zealand. Not from New Zealand, who is you know an African-born uh, fighter, who came to Australia at one point and knocked out an Australian champion in Sydney. You know, so it's like they don't kind of like forget that shit and the shit that he was talking and all that stuff. It's just, and I, I know people were like, uh, you know, Casey O'Neill's acting like they're just rooting for his downfall or whatever. I I don't know about that. I got, yeah. I mean, I think that the, also at the end of the fight they were just kind of like that was awesome to see, and they were just. And honestly, I mean, Israel just doesn't, he does not, we talk about it, he does not allow himself to be really, like, a likable guy. He just, yeah, he does a lot of shit that just is annoying and gets under people's skin, and he's unapologetic about himself, whatever. But, like I said, when you when you act this way, shit comes back your way, and, and you, you're going to have to deal with it. You have to accept it, because you were, you know, humping Costa when you knocked him out, and you... All these memes, you're shooting arrows in Pereira's, you know, lifeless corpse. It's 
you know, it, it's this is how it is. And you got beat for five rounds by Sean Strickland. And and he was screaming in your face, basically calling you a Chinaman in the octagon, and you were you did nothing about it. Like you just you backed up. I I just I don't know, man. Like I, I, it seemed like to me, I, like I, I the, the excuses are going to be made, and obviously the second fight could be different, but it seems like Adesanya is going to be knockout or bust. Because if this fight goes the full length, then uh, Strickland's just going to keep wa- walking him down, right? I mean, I I don't like that's what what bothers me with the whole discussion about having a rematch right away like what why would i want to tune into that i already saw what exactly what's going to happen there's going to be the intrigue of maybe this could be different but by like the second or third round i'm going to be like oh shit like this happening again right like i don't know yeah um i don't yeah i don't know i was very you know very uh very surprised i mean would you where would you put this among um greatest upsets because I feel like I know the odds might not be number one or two or three, but like that has to be one of the biggest UF, one of the bigger UFC upsets. All things considered, how I mean, people are going to say GSP Matt Sarah, but that was kind of just a, a a big shot that he, you know, you could argue fluke. You could argue fluke they, with that. They fought again and he fucking smoked him. Same with Matt Hughes. Like Matt Hughes got him and choked him out right, I think, and then they fought again and he got fucking smoked. So like they're both big upsets, but like. You know, I don't know. Where 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 would you put this? I, I guess I think the only this reason is number I ask, one, uh, number uh, one, uh, wow. especially of title fights, and it's not because like like you said, it's not odds related. It's not any of that. It's just the fact that he thoroughly dominated him, man. Yeah, like it was not like in a fight. I guess it's because I thought for sure Israel had like this was a W. Like I even tweeted it out like, dude, Strickland looked terrified going to the octagon, but he was just yeah locked in, <laughs> man. Like he was just ready to go, and. From pretty much the second the fight started, he was just in his... And I was like, I got excited because even though I, I bet the other side, I was like, I still... Like we say all the time on here, I want to see some cool shit. And right away, you could tell Strickland was in his face, like ready to go. And his defense was on point. And he just... he uh, Man, I'm impressed, man. That was awesome. I, and I don't know how long, that, like you said, he's probably going to get beat by somebody or, you know, by someone someday who, you know, it could be the next fight. Who knows? But... I think he, I even heard like Chael Sonnen say he's probably right. Strickland definitely learned something from that Alex Pereira loss, like that. Yeah. Like he kind of learned. Like that's what uh, Chael Sonnen was saying that he has to respect some of these kickbox or these elite strikers, like and their you know their their hands and their feet. Like he just you could tell that by his stance in this fight, he was much more like in the guy's face and was not willing to back down as opposed to in that Pereira fight. He's backing up and he's getting hit. You know, he's just getting kind of pieced up. He, it just, I don't know, man, just, uh, it's awesome for Sean Strickland, you know, the guy hasn't exactly had an easy life, he's had a lot of shit go on, and uh, everyone doubted him, including myself, going into this fight, the guy shocked the world, he, I mean, he proved everyone wrong, there's not really anyone that was, like, willing to go out on a limb and say, oh, this is going to be a, Str- you know, Strickland's going to come out and dom, no one thought he would do this, no one, and, yeah. I mean, what can you say, dude? Like, uh, and I really do think Hamzat's next. If that, I mean, it, it, but it's just a timing thing. If Strickland wants to run it back real quick, that and Izzy's like ready to go, and they want to fight in what December, January, then they could probably do that. And then yeah, uh, Hamzat and them could be next because I don't know if you want to sit around and wait for Hamzat. You never know when that guy wants to fight and when he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up with him. You don't know what's wrong with Driscus either. Is he really hurt? Is is how long is he going to be out? There's a lot of shit that needs to kind of uh, be ironed out before we really get to know what's next. I don't know if Cannoneer or any of those guys really deserve the next shot. I'm good on that. I'm good yeah, on like that. I know you beat um, him, but like that was kind of questionable yeah, as well. And I mean, at least this opens up Whitaker. Whitaker's probably excited because he could probably win a fight and get back in there against somebody. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just I'm more excited to see what Hamza and that Paulo Costa fight looks like. If if Hamza comes out and ragdolls Paul Acosta, then it's it's pretty much you a lock. Yeah, and exactly. Like I don't I don't see why not. Yeah, um, I feel like I had something else to add to it, and I don't remember. So that's not good. Uh, I mean, don't he? If you if he if it comes back into your brain, man, you 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 <laughs> let me know. But at the end of the day, that what an awesome what an awesome sport this is. It truly is. It's just. I enjoyed that fight so much, even though, like I said, I lost that money. It was still just an yeah. incredible sight to see, and 
it's a, a an enormous blow to even even some of my you know my my friends who are the biggest Izzy fans were have turned on him uh, after that because it just they could not believe that he was backing up in that fifth round the way he was and just like he knew it was it, this is it like he's do- like you're down you need to put something together here and he just I mean he might have had one or two combos uh, or burst in that entire fifth round before he was retreating and. I don't know. I just don't like. I don't like when guys talk all that shit and then they won't face the music in the press conference or won't answer the questions that people want to know. And you start playing the victim. That I can't stand. And that's what it seemed like he started to do. I'm gonna go be with people I love or that love me, and I'm gonna let Eugene Behrman. Even Eugene was like, I don't even know why I'm out here. Like <laughs> he's like, I'll do it for him. Like you know. But it just it was it was kind of Eugene Behrman doesn't speak. That's when you know there's a problem. Yeah, he was like, he had, they had nothing to say. There's nothing you can say to make that right. They got, they got dominated, and I, I like, they're gonna do it again. It seems, but you know, I don't really care to say it. But I, of course, I'll watch because that's just what I do. But yeah, um, one last uh, yeah. note to put a bow on it: uh, one ninety three and two ninety three, two of the bigger upsets, both coming. In Australia, Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey was UFC 193, yep. this one being 293. Just, uh, you know, some ironic notes to throw in there. Wild, wild sport, man. Uh, how about Volkov hitting an Ezekiel choke on Tai Tuivasa? Uh, listen. From Mount. From, the, from Mount. Uh, it also, would like to say, don't want to uh, go, go too far without saying this. Laura Sanko was incredible on Saturday. Amazing. Night. I, I that I think she should be included way more often than she already is. Like that, I thought she did an incredible job. She added to the broadcast. She knew what she was talking about. She was insightful. Like and she was just a breath of fresh air. It seemed to one of those big pay per view broadcasts. So I just wanted to give her a oh, shout out. She looked amazing. Well, like she the combination. <laughs> I mean, her and uh, her and um, Benavides is great. Levy. When they're on the same one together, man, it's just two smoke shows that are amazing at their job. It's you know, and then you have John Haddock, who just absolute. Uh, the, the only downfall was DC, but even DC, you know, Laura Senko is kind of reeling him in. Or they've worked together a lot. I think you know they they do contender series sometimes too when Paul Felder doesn't. But I think now they're at a point where as long as John Haddock's leading, you can throw in Paul Felder. And, and Laura, you can probably do Dominic Cruz and Laura. Like, D.C., you, you don't need D.C. or Joe Rogan at this point to have a very successful commentary career, in my opinion. I think they're better without those two. But, you know, obviously it gives the casuals and gives everybody the real feel when Joe Rogan's there. And also Joe Rogan is a great interview fighters after the fight. I will give him that. Um, but, yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, DC had a rough night with, uh, you know, having to get the mic away from people. So that's... Uh, yeah, it wasn't his fault. I felt bad. No, not his fault at all. Here. You could see he's like, Jesus. Like, especially when the Manel Cop one rolled around. He's like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, no, nah, but oh, real quick, back to Volkov. Volkov looked good. Tied to Ivas is just not that good. And I, I got to yeah. stop, like, trying to... I don't know, make him more than what he is. He's just kind of a fun guy who can knock out the Augusto Sakai's and the Greg Hardy's of the world. But when he gets into the top 10, top 15 of the world, he struggles. And it's not to say he can't beat some of those guys because he has the, you know, ultimate equalizer and what he's number eight. So I guess I should say more of the top, you know, top eight, basically. Anyone pretty much above him, he struggles with. But uh, he's just, he really, he's limited. He Once he goes to the ground, it's over. And he fell down, and then he got taken down again, or he just—you could tell it was over. He was getting—he was um, getting hit. He was getting hurt. He was getting hit with straight shots. He was getting hit with body kicks. Yeah, quick. Volkov looked much quicker than we thought he was going to. His nose started getting busted up. Like um, two minutes in, I was like, "Oh man!" I had TKO. Actually, I had inside the distance. I had a parlay. It was Tafa TKO, Pedro TKO, and uh, Volkov inside the distance. So. That hit, that, that was a nice little three-legger. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, at first I was like, oh, man, he's going to tap because he's just he's a quitter and he doesn't want to be in there. But, uh, you know, having a guy that's 6'7 on top of you, uh, choking you, and then also putting their, like, shoulder in your like on your mouth, <laughs> you know, you, I don't even know what you're supposed to do, you know, with in that position. Like, there's nothing you can do. You're literally trapped. Your mouth's getting suffocated. You're getting choked. Uh, just a lot of pressure from a big man. So, I mean, one thing to note, 
with him in this fight, Toivasa only landing 14% of his strikes to the head, 60 to the legs. So it's kind of like he's turning into a washed version of Mark Hunt where he's just throwing, you know, he'll, he'll look for the big shot that knocks you out. But he's really just trying to throw. While they're good leg kicks, they, they, they did work, and they started to slow Volkov down, they especially did. on that lead leg. But, you know, he's such a he, – he's, he's been here. He's, done, he's big. He can switch it up with both feet. Uh, he pretty much stayed in orthodox, so it, it didn't affect him that much. It kind of did slow him down. That's – you know, that, when that, that second that was round good... started, you could tell it was starting to, to have an effect. It seems like the leg kicks don't really hurt until the guy get up all, gets up off the stool for yeah. the next round. He's like, "Whoa, like yep. <laughs> that shit hurts." So, so he was doing good there, but then he just couldn't find he couldn't find him to the head, and he struggled finding guy. Like even when he fought Siorgan, yeah, he knocked him down. That was nice, but other than that, he had pretty much zero success. To the to the head of Cyril Gunn, and he just he doesn't close distance well. He's he knows he's at a disadvantage. I mean, the Tafa brothers, you know, both of them are going to always be at a reach and height disadvantage. But they're very uh, they're they're much better, I think, much more fundamental boxing and much better at finding their opponent's head. I know they haven't fought anybody as good as the guys that um, uh, Toy Vasa has, but still, he just he has a real problem. Like this was a slow opponent. This was somebody I thought, man, may, you know, he, he's going to be able to rock him at least once. But is he going to finish? Uh, and he couldn't even do that. Like he didn't land anything no. to the head. So, and absolutely dominated at distance. Uh, the clinch, even when they got in the clinch, you know, Volkov was loading up some big knees that didn't really, you know, eventually land. But uh, yeah, and then he gets choked out at the very end of the second round. Just uh, I don't, I don't know what's what's next. I think he's going to have to reset. He's, you know, he's got three hammers in a row. Zero right? gone, Pavlovich, Volkov. It's time to go back to the hunt uh, suckers you know, of the world. <laughs> No, really. I mean, it's time to yeah, go back. I mean, he needs a reset know, fight. You're you're kind of right. Like Jared Vanderop, Chase Sherman, whatever guy is coming off a win or loss, uh, give him to him. Doesn't matter. Algeria de Lima, maybe give him him. Yeah, you know, somebody like his, that. Nascimento. Yeah, or maybe uh, maybe not. I was gonna say Waldo Cortez, but honestly, Waldo Cortez might uh, he might put him down. Jarzinho. So, Jarzinho. That yeah, that'd be good. I mean, he could also put him down. So for sure. Anybody can put anybody down at heavyweight, though. It's a tough, tough sled, and Volkov kind of just there. He's the ultimate gatekeeper, it seems, at the uh, higher, you know, the higher up in that weight class. He's number six. You know, I think he was seven, jumps up to six. I don't know if these are updated. No, I don't know. Toy Vasa drops two spots. I think so. Yeah, I think they are. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't really, I, I don't really care. This. I mean, this, yeah. There's no other, you know, implications. No, this card, really, so. it's crazy. That's the, this was you know, and then you have let's to not transitioned uh, that easily, but Manel Cop, who he was looking for a big time fight. You know, he's been looking for one to kind of you know propel himself into that title conversation, but he kind of gets screwed from that. You're supposed to fight Kai Car France. He pulls out. They have their whole thing. He's throwing water bottles at him in the uh, in the press conference and stuff. Uh, he's calling people homophobic slurs. He's got all sorts of stuff going on this week. Manel Cop is an absolute psychopath, so you got to respect that. Talking shit to Izzy at the press conference. Sit the fuck down, man. He's, uh, he's saying all sorts of shit yeah. to anyone who will listen to him. But, um, you know, he gets the win. Unanimous decision. I think he should have probably gotten Felipe, Felipe Dos Santos out of there, but, like, we, we kind of – that's what we – I think we both had that, right? Uh, him, TKO, but really didn't yeah. even come all that close to it. I, I just think – it was a combination of both. I think Felipe looked good. I think he's much better than we expect. You know, not that we didn't we disrespect him, but he had a much better chin. And I don't think, I don't think Manel Cop really hits that hard. I, you know, I think he's very technical, and I, I don't know. I, I guess Cop's game leaves a little bit, you know, lacking. I guess because he there were certain points where he was getting the the pace pushed on him in this fight, and. Felipe DeSantis was walking down him like a zombie, and you could see Cop was getting a little bit tired from hitting this guy so many times. But it was pretty close, honestly. Like Cop was landing more, or at a much higher clip, like doubling him up percentage wise. But um, you know, Felipe couldn't get a takedown. I think he tried a couple times, and um, Felipe did, I think, a better job of mixing it up. You know, those those shooter box guys are gonna they're gonna go low, they're gonna go high, they're gonna mix it up real well. But he got a lot of his kicks checked, uh, a lot of his body kicks blocked Dos Santos. So, I mean, it was just a really tough fight for somebody that young making their their debut. He's had like seven, yeah, seven and zero before this. So, Manel Cops, you know, he's been around the world pretty much. He's been all around the globe: Brazil, Portugal, Russia, uh, China. Right? Isn't that where Risen is in China or Japan? 
One of the um, He's been, I think, to both. Uh, Thailand is where he pretty much uh, stayed at for a long portion of his career. Now I think he uh, – I forget. Is he in the States now, right? He's with Extreme Couture? Uh, I think I have that wrong, but – Yeah, he's at Extreme. I know he's with – okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is you know, a good win, but obviously not what we want. I think next they should just make him and Kai Kara France. I know it kind of seems like – you know what was the point of this fight, but it was it was a very late notice, so you know. Yeah, they had. No I think choice. that's what we see next. They're, they're, you can put that as a co-main, I guess, or some you put it somewhere on some card. I mean, did you see the one main event they just made for a fight night? It was like, uh, um, Grant Dawson and somebody. No, did they really? That, yeah, it didn't look great. So, um, the main events in the fight nights to end this year are not going to be great, but at least we're going to get some pay per views. Hopefully, Connor in December. We'll see. But, um, yeah, Manel Kopp, Kai Carfrons, make that next, and that should be actually a really good fight. I don't know who's going to win Yeah, so good win for Manel. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of like one of those fights where it's like, uh, you know, like it could really – Manel had nothing to gain from this fight. Even if he knocked this guy out, everyone would have been like, well, you know, he was fighting some guy who just, just kind of they called up making his UFC debut on, on a pay-per-view card. Like he asking a lot of Felipe DeSantis to go in there and win, but uh, – yeah, good win for Manel. How about Justin Taffa taking out Austin Lane in, in a minute and 22 seconds? Really not much to say here. Who could have saw that coming, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad I took Austin Lane, you know. Uh, <laughs> not on the card, but I took it in my private life, and uh, that was a mistake. Just because I was feeling it, you know. I was like, ah, oh, Justin Taffa stinks. He's going to – no, he doesn't. Uh, well, he does, but he <laughs> Austin Lane no, stinks stop more. It. Austin Lane stinks more, but – uh, good win for uh, Justin Taffa. Austin Lane does stink. He's bad. He should not be in the UFC. And uh, Taffa is just a he heavy, heavy hands, man. He hits you, you go to sleep. It's pretty. It's pretty simple. Yeah, uh, he's no junior Taffa, but he is. He is the solid older brother. Austin Lane now he's been knocked out four times in all of his four losses. So uh, and he's thirty five. Maybe maybe the NFL's calling back. I don't know. Nah, it's over. It's over. All it's right. probably over. So. <laughs> How about Tyson Pedro taking out the uh, pleasure man, Anton Turkali? Turkazi? Turkali, right? Is that what it is? Turkali. It's a J, but it's, a, it's an I. Uh, doesn't make much sense. But, yeah, IJ. Uh, but he gets eliminated. And, uh, you know, he Tyson Pedro had a sick celebration after he knocked him out. Uh, the pleasure man said that was awesome. he told Tyson Pedro that he's going to taste the pleasure man, which was a little bizarre. But, uh, yeah, he gets eliminated. And that was a pretty easy win for us. Yeah, it was like a Ghost of Tsushima uh, celebration. They sheathed the sword. That was awesome. It was like a little bit of Izzy celebration, but with his own twist. Yeah. And it was, it was I, I don't know, I loved it. You know, and he did the battle. Like, it wasn't like, some, he didn't taunt him. You know, like, that was that was really cool, I thought. It was really cool, in my opinion. Now, in my opinion, Anton Tercali is probably going to get cut. 0-3 in the UFC after winning on the Contender Series. Maybe he gets a fourth fight against, you know, the absolute bottom of the barrel. But maybe not. Maybe they just. Maybe they should just. Honestly, what they should do. I feel like when you have a heavyweight that's like in their mid to late twenties, like let them go somewhere else and bring them back when they're like thirty-one. You know, like heavyweights kind of progress differently and have a different. Like, look at Sergey Spivak. Like, he's only twenty-seven. Like, if he fights uh, a bunch of lower guys in six years, he could just be at the top again. You truly never know. Uh, as, As long as you make improvements, I feel like a lot of heavyweights don't really improve in ways that they should, but. Um, somebody like Turkali, like he, he looks like he's good size. Uh, he has some good fundamental parts of his game. He's very tough. Yeah, but uh, he's not very skilled. Yeah, you know, especially defensively, that's where it's gonna really get you hurt. And like, you know, uh, a jab to a cross to a hammer fist, like, bing bong boom, you're done. He should probably just, you know, they they should keep their eyes on him for sure. I mean, they signed him off the contender series for a reason. He yep. fought somebody on the contender series that was, you know, at least uh, a veteran. He was on Brave CF, so obviously, like. <laughs> Uh, he was in a grappling match with Gus, Alexander Gustafson. So, like, you know, there's definitely something to work on here. But, yeah, he needs uh, he needs some seasoning for sure, like a couple of years of seasoning somewhere else, uh, LFA or – Yeah, he you know, needs some seasoning. They need to put some salt, some pepper. They need to do all sorts of stuff. Season Scar that man up, get him going. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just – I this was easy, man. I knew what the deal was going into this. It's just – I mean – Really, he's not—he's not UFC level, man. He's just not. And when you can't even get in, I mean, 
a win, or I'm sorry, not even a win, a decision to Vitor Petrino is going to wind up being his number one thing that he did. And he kind of just yeah. was like, spam. wasn't he spamming takedowns in that? And he just was try. I mean, trying to get that fight to the ground. If I remember correctly, I, I don't even remember that fight. Yeah, he got taken down a bunch of times, but then he got his own takedowns. He was like five and fifteen, but then Vitor Petrino got his. But they kept reversing each other. Like That's every right. time he took Petrino down, Petrino just flopped them back over. That was a really uh, that was a weird fight. That, that but, one was yeah. Ugly. But uh, that was. I mean, listen, he's younger than than me and you are. So maybe you know, give us some seasoning, a lot of seasoning, a lot of grill work. Sear him up, Fran. Fan, Pan fry him. Italian dressing, French dressing, <laughs> anything you can season this guy up with. Let's do it because it's good. he needs some seasoning. But uh, everything seasoning. How about how about your boy, the most handsome man in the UFC? Didn't I gotta say? Didn't look that handsome on Saturday night. I don't know what's he going on. He looked pretty beautiful. Didn't like the uh, buzz cut. I think he's got to go back to the hair. <laughs> I agree. You know, it's, that's more of my type. But he <laughs> gets a submission victory over Daun Jung. Uh, I had the you know I had the TKO I believe, which was what. Minus one twenty five. Yeah. And listen, I mean, it's not like he didn't try or land clean shots. Daun Jung just came through and walked through like the like the new Korean zombie. He was just taking eating <laughs> shots over and over again. And I believe was it did he get taken down? I believe Olberg or he was uh, Daun Jung was trying to take him down and got reversed. And then he got you know flattened out, and he got rear naked choked with like a pancake. Yeah, baby. And, but the fight went to the went to the to the scorecards, and then they went back and reviewed the film, and they're like, dude, he tapped with like ten seconds left. And Herb, which I don't blame Herb for this because it was kind of oh, like, oh yeah, I do. Well, I know you do. You hate Herb, <laughs> but uh, he was kind of hiding it a little bit. I, I don't really blame him all that much, but uh, I do. I heard people saying that they should like should the fight have been stopped in the first round of the Izzy fight. I was like, you guys are on drugs, man. Like we need yeah. to stop with these conversations. <laughs> but uh, go, I mean, good win for Olberg. The he's kind of showing his uh, evolution as a uh, mixed martial artist because these fights are getting harder and harder, and he keeps answering the call. Yeah, I mean, how about him? You know, putting on his best round in the third yeah. after the first two. I mean, you know, this is a guy who we thought, man, you test him a little bit. He, you know, he he wore himself out against Kennedy. And uh, if he goes into the deep waters against Tyler Jones, who's been there before, this might get ugly. And that's where he shined. He got the takedown. He got the submission. He outstruck him, doubled him up, um, got a minute and a half of control. Like, great things. I mean, he outstruck him to the head, 50 to 14 in this fight. Like, you know, he got he ate a bunch of light kicks, but, you know, not not the best. Not something you want to see, but he dominated him in the clinch, dominated him on the ground. I don't know, man. He's he's really running out of his game. The Black Jag, also a great nickname. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm all I'm all in his DMs. I'm not, you know, one of the top DMers. He's not going to answer mine, but uh, I don't blame him for that. I do think he can make some noise at light heavyweight. Uh, he's still, you know, still got he's still pretty raw, and he's not the youngest, right? He's like he's thirty something, but light heavyweight, kind of like heavyweight, it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, Glover won the belt at forty. Uh, so you never know. You never know. I do like Goldberg. Give him somebody ranked, maybe. Maybe you give him Volkan in his debut. Oh no, I'm not sure. No, okay, we shouldn't do that. But what we about, should give what about Volton. Gotta get a. I, I got. I'm legally obligated to re- reference him once a podcast. So could he be the next? Maybe. I'd be here for it. <laughs> when is that guy gonna fight? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can look. Volter. I have to get his name right. I'm Volter. sorry. Volter. Okay. Volter Volton. Yeah, Volton. I mean, I make him sound like a fucking transformer. Like <laughs> the clean monster. He uh, he looks. He looks. He's 25 years old. And he's got a fight against Jake Collier. In two he's weeks. gonna fucking kill him. He's a heavyweight. Oh, it's Volter. Yeah, Volter. Not Volton. Okay. Not to be confused with uh, you know Volton. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. No, he is not. He's not fighting Jay Collier. He pulled out. Jay Collier is very smart. Jay Collier pulled out. Yeah. Hey, man. It's good to get. Good. It's it's a good thing to. You better get good at that if you're going to be you know <laughs> doing stuff. But all right. Uh, Chepe Mariscal gets a verbal tap out from arm injury. I don't know. This was confusing. Did it go down as a TKO? I guess it's uh, it, it looks like a TKO on UFC website. Yeah, it's but a like TKO on the broadcast, they had injury. submission. So I was like, I was I couldn't imagine betting this and being like, wait, which one did I get? You know, what what yeah. what side am I on? It's this was rough. I I did have Jack Jenkins in this fight, so this was a tough way to yeah. lose. But I mean, he was kind of not doing that well in this fight. I mean, he was. 
he was. I think he won the first round, right? But it just, I, I, I he was having more trouble than I thought. This Chepe guy is pretty good, man. Yeah, he's 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 a tough out. Looks like for pretty much anybody. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, you just got to know how to how to brace, how to um, how to post. I guess it's called right. And uh, Jack Jenkins just dislocated his elbow. That wasn't good. Um, I thought he looked. I thought he was winning up until that point. But yeah, Chepe wasn't. Uh, he's he was very game, and he looked better in this fight. I thought size wise, he matched up with him pretty well. Um, yeah, it just sucks. They both look good. They're both young. So not sure what's next for either of them. Pretty uh, pretty shitty start to Jack Jenkins' career, I guess. Yeah, who knows how long that's going to take? I speedy, reco- I wish for a speedy recovery for him, and uh, I am excited. Well, not you know, not terribly excited, but I am curious to see Chepe Mariscal's next fight. He he kind of has proven that he's game and he's at this level. So I'd like to see him who they match him up with next at forty five. I like him much better at forty five. He looked he looked bigger than Jack Jenkins in this one too, and he looked like he was in great shape. So um, Mal- Jamie Malarkey took care of business against John Mockdessy. It's kind of an easy one. Uh, I had the, I had the uh, Malarkey decision on this one. Cashed me out. Thank Good you, work. thank you, Mr. Malarkey. But uh, yeah, John Mockdessy, just uh, time to call it quits, brother. Yeah, yeah. He's just you know he's a step behind in every uh, every which way. Which uh, I mean, he looked he looked okay in the in the third round. I think he might have won the third. Uh, and didn't look that bad in the first, but all in all, he was just uh, one step one step behind, pretty much. Jamie Malarkey. Nasrat Hockbrost gets a uh, unanimous decision victory over Landon Quinones. I think Landon looked good in this fight, much better than I thought he was going to. Uh, didn't really come all that close to getting the TKO for me, uh, Hockbrost was, but uh, it's a good win. Landon's pretty big, yeah. man. Yeah, they kept kind of like going back and forth. The one thing I like to see from Nasrat, I thought at one point like he was going to like maybe quit or wilt, and anytime he took a big shot, he would just he would fire right back. I love that. Very good output from both guys. Neither of them quit. Neither of them backed down gave, or, you know, gave anything. Um, but, yeah, he just you know, pretty much lost every round in a close, contested uh, manner, pretty much. Third round, though, you know, great, crazy output from all of them. Pretty much, or both of them, pretty much uh, every round from each guy, uh, 100 strikes were thrown, except for the first from a Nasrat, and he was too short. So, love seeing it. I love seeing a fight like that, you know. Uh, unlike the one that we're going to talk about next, very high uh, high output, high volume, and just two guys going fucking after it. Yeah, you uh, kind of laid it out there. How about it? Chuck Buffalo, man. Chuck Buffalo. Chuck Diamond. Yeah, Chuck Buffalo and Mike Mathetha, a.k.a. Blood Mathetha, a.k.a. Blood <laughs> Diamond, a.k.a. Mike Diamond. You could call him whatever you want. He should not be fighting in the UFC anymore after this performance. This fight was horrifically boring. Uh, especially the third round, I should say. Um, I mean, I, I, one thing I got to give Blood Diamond: his uh, takedown defense was on point. He was not it letting. Got better. Was not letting Chuck Buffalo take him down, but uh, one of six. Yeah, not I mean, good for Chuck Buffalo. Who was the uh, referee? Kept having to get involved in this. Mister Herbert. Yeah. Dane. Yeah. Well, and you know that kind of killed him. Yeah, he doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> so he, when he had to actually work, he was like, "What the fuck, guys!" Like. Can we can we back up a little bit? But no, uh, I mean this fight was horrifically boring. And uh, good win for Chuck Buffalo. He lets the fans know how he felt about them afterwards. Uh, you know, another some more homophobic slurs. Calls them all pussies. Tells them to come down and do something about it. Uh, I mean, if he would have called the them pussies, quickly. yeah, if he would have called them pussies and told them to come down and do something about it. That would have been sick. But yeah, you know. What are you gonna do? Uh, none of the, I, I, you know, I don't I always crack up when these people get real shocked that these uh, cage fighters aren't exactly the most refined and uh, politically correct people in the entire world. So, uh, yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought these guys are not exactly the most wholesome people in the entire world? But Charles Racky, Chuck Buffalo gets the win. Yeah, calling the crowd that different. You know, if if you would have did what Manel Cop did and called uh, Izzy's team a bunch of them. Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess the crowd kind of laughs at that. But, you know, you're going after the crowd. It's funny. It's ironic that he said that word when the whole fight he was just, you know, hugging and humping Blood Diamond. That's all he was doing. So it's very <laughs> ironic in, in that sense when he was saying that. And they're probably all like, dude, that's what you are. Like, you're calling us that. You had nine minutes and 40 seconds of control, but it seemed like you didn't have any control. You were just grabbing a guy against the cage and stalling. Like, you didn't all- do anything. One takedown. 
It's not funny, but it is funny when it comes out of Manel Cop's mouth. It's just and the way <laughs> the way he says it, Mister Canelo Pacquiao. Yeah, the way he said it, and the way DC just <laughs> ripped the mic away from him, <laughs> and Manel Cop was like confused that the mic was being taken away from him. He's like, "Wait, what, what did I say?" And DC's <laughs> like, "Jesus, man! Like, come on!" But hey, uh, good win for Chuck Buffalo, uh, and <laughs> I guess we're. I don't know if we'll see him again, but. Um, Blood Buffalo. Blood Buffalo gets it done. How about Gabriel Miranda? This is a plus 270, brother, that we hit on that sub. Nasty. Easy. In a minute. The e- like the easiest bet we could have ever made. I wish I had a bunch of these the whole night. It was a, a <laughs> W, a, as easy as a W can get. Shane Young, come on, man. Not it, it, You ain't for this, man. That's four in a row. <laughs> so he, you should see, look out for his name on the uh, watch list. Coming up yeah, in any day now. Game bread MMA to sign there. Um, Speaking of game yeah. bread MMA, I mean. Well, hey, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was easy, man. Game bread looked good. Uh, looked physical. Looked pretty, like really, uh, I guess the last fight was at 155. So he looked just, you know, like honestly, he looked a weight class bigger than Shane Young. And Shane Young, uh, not good. Just not good. What else is there to say about him? He's 13 and 8. He went the distance with Volkanovsky in, in his debut. And everyone's like, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's never been submitted before. I'm like, well, you're going to learn today, buddy. And uh, that was quick. Quick work. Heck, I obviously had never fought anyone that could do some jujitsu, but. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, how about Kevin Jusette? This one this one hurt a little bit for the Irish, but uh, can't be shocked. Yeah. Kiefer Crosby, kind of, you know, Big Dick Keith, was, uh, really came up short this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I think your nickname should change after that, right? Just like Blood Mathetha, I think he should change. You know, he's no more Blood Diamond. He's he's Blood. He's Mike Diamond. Kiefer Crosby should be uh, Sidney Crosby. I feel like that's what he should be now after this fight. Pathetic performance. He actually looked good up until that. Like he was, you know, landing more shots um, at a at a higher clip. But I think the better shots was Jusay or Jusset Jusay. What do you, what do you say? Was landing, um, and then yeah, took him down and. Uh, uh, you know, Kiefer Crosby doesn't really know what he's doing. It's shocking that a city kickboxing guy, no, I'm sorry, SPG guy doesn't know what he's doing. Whoa, whoa, come on. Tyler just got a black belt. I, yeah, well, I wonder, did he get it at uh, Macy's? Where did he get it at? Oh, come on. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, you're not going to take it's away. It's Versace. It's me new black belt. That's all I wanted was me black belt. Uh, no, yeah, it's just, I, I, who cares? This fight, I, I, I knew it was going to be a bad night when uh, this went down, but... <laughs> Uh, Sean Strickland gets 50000 rightfully so. Uh, Manal Cop and Felipe Dos Santos win fight of the night, I guess. Uh, I don't really think they had much of a competition for that uh, specific award. And uh, Justin Toffa gets 50000 50, for eliminating 15. Austin Lane. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Uh, maybe should have given fifteen. But, yeah, uh, big, also, big I was going to say earlier, Casey O'Neill, when you said she was, taught, she was saying this, isn't she from Scotland? Is she? So why is she weighing in on Australia, New Zealand beef? Get out of here. Yes, she is. Yeah. She's from Irvine, Scotland, fighting out of Queensland, Australia. Yeah, get out of here. And she also got exposed by Jennifer Maya, so... uh, She can expose me if she wants. Well, hey, that's... that's, How you doing? Uh, That is UFC 293. Really not that great of a card. Had a big moment, you know, at the end. She had 193? 293. I might have said 193. Uh, I, it feels like I did now that it, now you I feel said like I'm that. hearing things, maybe. No, no. It, I d- <laughs> definitely, when I said two, I was like, wait, I didn't say that before. But 293. Uh, I mean, kind of dis- not really disappointing. Wasn't expecting much going into it. So, it, uh, you know, it's over. There you go. So, <laughs> thank God. Now we have to wait for 294. We have to wait a whole month and some to see uh, Islam and I believe Charles Charlie Oliveira. Hamzat, Paulo Costa. That, that's going to be a, a a nice night, but that's going to be a much better main card. I mean, right now there's only four fights on the main card. They said more fights to come. So that's you know that's interesting. We're a month away. Uh, but Imavov, Alskarov, Johnny Walker, and Kalaev, That's going to be a fucking clash of the titan. If Johnny Walker's, if it's his time, if it's truly Johnny Walker time at two o five, this is this is the time. Yeah, this is the this is the fight to do. You knock out Magomed and Kalaev. And, you know, you're going to make some shockwaves. And honestly, he could do it. Now, he could absolutely get, you know, knocked out, woken up, and knocked out again. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm here for Johnny Walker, light heavyweight title run. 
in the making. Also, Mokayev, maybe he gets uh, upset by Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott has a lot, a lot to prove, right? Um, yeah, I mean, he's got nothing to lose. You know, so that's one way to look at it. And uh, our boy, Sharabudin. Who? Sharabudin Magomedov. Who? Oh, who? Wow. He's the uh, he's the guy who kicked the one um the one guy when he was in the grappling tournament. Remember that? Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, fight Bruno Silva. Yeah. That's a sick fight. That's a that's a banger too. He, Trevor Peaks back. He's fighting Muhammad Yaya. I guess the Russian fuse of Honey Yaya. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going on there. Oh, the um, Indian gentleman's getting in there too. The King of Lions. Anshul Jubilee, our boy. He's gonna, Mike Breeden. I mean, you're just asking for punishment this, at this point, but. I guess we'll see. Maybe he can win. Miss, Miss Dudakova getting in there. I like her. Jinyu Fry. I mean, she's just, you know, like 55 years old at this point. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, Wait, hold on real quick. <laughs> it is crazy how they do, like the UFC is kind of like the WWE in the sense that they have like jobbers that just they bring in like Mike Breeden who are just like, hey, we're going to have you come in and just Good take luck. a fucking dive for uh, I'm Shell Jubilee. You're going to get put to sleep. And it's going to be real, though. Like, it's not going to be like you just lay down one, two, three. It's over. No, you're going to get CTE at the hands of I'm Shell Jubilee. But hey, man, you're going to get $10,000. So, yeah, enjoy while it lasts, buddy. Cedricus um, is in there. Is it getting in there, too? Abu uh, what if Charles. Oh, that's, that'll be fun. What if, uh, also, they need to add what? Two, two or three more fights. I guess just two. One or two. That's it. That's all I asked for. One more in the main card. I'd say two. Know. We need 12. I think it says 10 right now. We need at least 12. Yeah, go with 11 or 13. Yeah. See how it is. Yeah. No. I, oh, I, I just. Okay. So here's the main events it's Grant Dawson and Bobby Green. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's not the move. That's a main event. That card has 12 fights. Joe Pfeiffer already in the co main against Mr. Razak Al Hassan. That should be a banger. Um, that card's actually, uh, well, it's, it's a card. Yeah, you can um, say that. I mean, it's definitely a card. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> hey man, we know, we know we've been doing this long enough. A lot of these, a lot of these fight nights are fucking horrible, man. These guys, yeah. these things are I bad. Mean, look, listen, look at this Noche FC yeah, card. What a fucking you know, joke. Noche USD. I don't even know what Noche is. Does that mean a night? I thought it was, I, yeah, Buenos Noche is night. Okay. UFC at, at night. I see what they did there. I like the co-main, Jack Della and, and Kevin Holland, but then you go, yeah, Raul Rosas and Terrence Mitchell. It's like, okay. Alaska Why is Kyle Zone. Nelson on the main card, buddy? Why is Kyle Nelson on the main card? I don't know either. Uh, what's the feature prelim, you ask? Elise Reed and Luke B. Godinez, baby. Yeah. Oh, wow. Christos Gallegos and Daniel Zellhuber. Oh, my God. So it's basically all just Mexican fighters on this card. For some reason, fight. Tracy Cortez and Jasmine Jasuda Vicious is buried Who on the this fuck card. Who the fuck Ty, I'm not can sure you why. A question for me? I can. I know exactly what you're going to ask. Who the fuck is Jocelyn, or I'm sorry, Josephine Nutson? <laughs> or M- Marnik Mann, the sawed off savage? Who? The sawed off savage. She's five she's about foot? Four foot. Holy yeah, she's, shit. She, she's probably four foot ten. She's the one who got absolutely sent to the shadow realm. <laughs> yes, she did. I wonder why the head kick landed. It wasn't, she didn't have to go that far. Come she on. is, um, she is, she, and before she fought Bruno Brazil, she almost lost to a one-on-one chick. She's very small, I would say. She's probably reach, four though. foot, four foot eleven, if I had to guess. She's fighting Josephine Knudsen, who just won a contract on the Contender Series, I believe, last week. She did. Um, oh, that's the girl who didn't get it and then got it afterwards, right? <laughs> they said, "Nah, you suck, bitch. You're not getting a contract." I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, oh, uh, do you want to come fight Yasmin Lucindo? Yes, that's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> on short notice, and she's like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just fight this girl who's, you know, a couple inches shorter and less scary. Marnik Man is very bad. I just want to warn you now. She's not good. Oh, this, uh, this card had a ton of people pull out. Yeah, the pull-out card. I mean, look at all the names. Jesus Christ. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, Daniel Lacerre is looking for his first win, man. Is he, he going to go home five? Sure hope not. <laughs> we well, we can't let that happen. To Mr. De Silva, we can't let that happen. This guy, Charez, is a layup. I think we're going to make money this weekend. I got all my money on Tracy Cortez. Let's go. We will have a whole pot about that. Uh, did you, were you able to catch Game Bread FC? Yeah. Uh, did you actually also, watch it? it? <laughs> I watched some of it. I, I turned it on, and Anthony and Jukawani got, got spinning back elbow, and I was like, oh, fuck. And, and then he won. So 
that that happened. There was one heel hook on the card, only one submission all around. I'm guessing they they didn't outlaw him, but they said you might as well just try to kill each other. Junior Dos Santos, by the way, absolutely jacked to the gills. Uh, both guys, both gentlemen, absolutely jacked to the gills. Junior Dos Santos told Brian Campbell a couple days ago that his body looks the way it does because now there's no more USADA testing them. Wow, can't believe it. So he can take his uh, his fat bur- his fat burning supplements. Is, that uh, is, what, is, is what he called them. Um, oh, fuck off, dude. <laughs> like, you think we're a fucking bunch of assholes, man? Come on. I mean, we might be. Um, he ends up, you know, for Fabrizio Verdum, his eye looked, you know, pretty much like it was going to come off. Uh, he's 46, so I feel like this is just punishment at this point for something he did earlier. Junior DeSantis is still not 40, by the way. Also, his topology picture is, <laughs> is terrifying. Junior? He looks like he, yeah, he looks like he's 21 and he's fucking used to the gills. It's just not, you know. But uh, I did see him beat the shit out of Verdum. That was interesting. The whole bare knuckle MMA port, like you know, crossover kind of confuses me. If I'm going to be honest, I'm not really sure what's going on or what I should be looking for. Mackie Patolo got stole on multiple times by Joel Ballman. That was fun. Um. Pretty much, listen, if you watch BK MMA, I think your car has, be, has been re- repossessed once or twice, and you drink Bushlight. <laughs> I just think that's, that's the crowd that they're going for. And they're in Jacksonville, so that's pretty much what I, you know, who I described. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's basically just the same thing as the uh, BKFC crowd. Just, like, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Absolute slapdicks. Yeah. Erwin uh, just- Rivera took another L, so, you know. Irwin not taking many wins. Brandon Davis. I mean, how much more punishment can one guy take? I, I don't know. But, you know, he lost again. So there's that. Good win for everyone involved. How about <laughs> it? Uh, you know, Mocky. Jayla Harrison L. is a TV announcer. So uh, She was the TV announcer on this? Yeah. Her and, her oh, and Robin, Robin Black. Black. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Um, quickly before we get out of here. Uh, contender series. Yes, I did want to uh, hear some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, I also uh, for some for, for for whatever reason there's three uh, there's three boxing cards this weekend all on Friday night. DAZN, Top Rank, and some random organization I've never heard of or promotion I've never heard of. They're all saying, "Hey, we know we're going to have a fight at the same time in the same part of the country." So that's what's going on in the boxing realm, if you will. Um, yeah, in a couple hours, it's honestly uh, just a couple hours away. Contender Series. It looks like it's gonna be a pretty good, uh, pretty good week. So, I, I there's a couple ones I don't know about. I think in the main event, Malik Lewis. I just don't think he's very good. But this guy, I watched him, the Peruvian fella, James Yontop, Goku, his nickname is. He's not very good. I don't. He, he didn't look that good. Uh, he got knocked down uh, a couple times, but it looks like he's fought some guys who at least have a bunch of experience. So I, I guess that's good. Malik Lewis literally lost in the contender series pretty viciously, if I remember correctly, right? By uh, Mr. Trevor Peak. Oh, yeah. And then he fought uh, Paulo Silva, I guess Tiago Silva, Paulo Costa's brother. Uh, and he beat him at the very end of the third round. And that guy's 8 and 6. So, like, he, he's, you know, there's a lot of these people who on this, I think on this season you're going to see that were on the uh, contender series before. There's like three or four of them just on this card. Uh, he hasn't fought anybody since he lost. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Julia Plastri, she fought um, Jasmine Suvicious a, a couple of years ago. She actually looked pretty good. Like she was, you know, piecing her up on the feet, and she fought up. She used to fight at one hundred and five. Jasmine fights at one hundred and twenty-five. She fought Jasmine at one hundred and twenty-five. Lost easily. Kept getting taken down. She's just so much shorter. Uh, and she's fought a couple times since then. Looked pretty good, honestly. Um, she's fighting a, tri- a chick named Patricia Alujas El Angel. Um, who just hasn't fought anybody, and the one person she fought, she got choked out. And I think Julia Palastri is very good going forward. I think she's not great defensively, but she can hit hard. I think she's probably, I mean, this Patricia chick, I think, just wants a strike, uh, even though she does have a heel hook and an arm bar, but <clears throat> she doesn't know, she doesn't really defend takedowns and submissions. She's been submitted, she's been decisioned where she got taken down a bunch of times. Uh, the Bruno Vargas fight, she just fought her, that chick was terrible and she went the distance with her uh she also went the distance in a split with an oh and two chick just like a couple i guess it was more than a couple years ago um she's fought once in the last four years this chick miss uh patricia 
So I got Joey Palastri uh, inside the distance in this one. Uh, I'm not sure what the line is. I just I like that, dude. Just up. That might be the play um, of the night. Minus one fifteen. I kind of want to go sub, but that's my that's that sub is plus one fifty. TKO is plus five hundred. I'm just gonna go inside the distance, and it's a nice, decent little number. Uh, I think she's probably gonna, you know, overwhelm her, get her tired, take her back. I think she should sub her. That's my pick. Um, and then she's the biggest favorite on the card, so I guess you never know with favorites. Sometimes the biggest favorite loses, but this chick looks really bad. And Julia Palastri, I think, is probably UFC level. I mean, they're giving her a layup after she lost in the Contender Series already. I feel like that says something. Um, I like her a lot. Um, the heavyweight Eduardo Neves, he's fought in the uh, on this before. He fought Mick Parkin, and he got uh, Jesus just you know smoked pretty much. He did look okay up until he didn't, but still, it's not uh, not what I like to see. He's fighting a guy who I don't think has ever left the first round. Janata Janice, he fought in glory uh, glory kickboxing against Rico Verhoeven, got smoked, but he went the distance. So. Glory kickboxers have not fared well in MMA lately. They look like big frauds. So uh, I was going to bet on him against this Nevis guy, but I'm not going to. If I were to bet anybody, it, would probably, it might even be Nevis, but they're, they're heavyweights. I don't know. I don't got anybody in this. Steve, Stephen Wynn, I think, should knock out AJ Cunningham. Stephen Wynn's been on the Ultimate, ultimate the Contender Series, I'm sorry, twice. The Ultimate Contender Series. <laughs> the ultimate, he, he's the Ultimate Contender Series guy. If you, if, you know, if you fight three times in the Contender Series and don't get a contract, I mean, what are we doing? He was in a good fight with Alan Cruz a couple years ago and got flying knee at the end of the fight, pretty much. So that sucked for him. He's got really good boxing. And AJ Cunningham, the guy who I was telling you about before the podcast, is he grew up in a just abysmal household. His dad was an Aryan Brotherhood member. He steroided his kids up at six. Um, I mean, he's just been through a lot. I mean, that's that's insane. Him and his other two brothers were separated in, in foster care, and then the parents decided to take him once they knew about him. So... Things turned around for sure. It's, a, it's one of those stories you see on the, on the Contender Series, right? They, they want to give you the, the drug addict, the, the, the guy who was beaten. Uh, those stories don't always end well. So I got Stephen Wynn inside the distance. I think he's going to smoke this guy. Also, this guy Cunningham, just I mean, he has no defense for anything. So that's my thinking here. Um, I kind of like parlaying some guys, Matsumoto, Palastri. I definitely like Matsumoto, by the way. that's That was when, yeah. when I first looked at it. I, I lo- like. Obviously, you don't know much. You just kind of me. I just kind of look at the numbers and stuff. But thirteen. Hey, look at who he's fought. Yeah, exactly. Compared to a guy who's just fighting in Arizona. Yeah, in uh, LFA um, at least. But it's and he's older. Casey Tanner's thirty-one. Like, yeah, I'm not saying they don't want to sign him, but they probably don't care. He has a he has a grappling loss to Nick Nelson. Shout out to our boy. Shout out to Nick. So, it's my boy. You know, and if if Nick Nelson's beating Casey Tanner, I got G Massimo all days twenty-four. You know, I think he's got more fights and he's younger. You know, I think that's a, that's a layup. So if you want to parlay Matsumoto, Palastri, and win, I like that. Uh, the heavyweight boys, maybe you go with the underdog. If you're, you know, he, he has the contender series experience. Uh, Mr. Denise has never lost, left the first round. If he does, he's probably fucked, I would assume. Maybe you take the shot on, on Nevis, but met, met, Mick Park and pretty much uh, did what he wanted to him. So, And then the main event, I, I have no idea. I would go Yontop because Malik Lewis stinks, but... That's just my think. I I love Stephen Wynn inside the distance. I love Julia Palastri inside the distance. That's what I got. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's your contender series picks. And that's a shoulder strikes MMA uh, podcast, man. We're incorporating more contender series into this. I think it's uh I I know you've actually been watching more. I love because it, it gets kinda gross. It gets kinda gross, but lately I've been finding myself off on Tuesday nights. Thank Christ. Um and I've just been you know, I, I love it. I mean it, it sucks. It, it kind of sucks because you're like, all right, I want to watch them now because I know that they're going to be in the UFC. When, when, lose or draw, they're probably going to get signed. That's the thing. Kinda, it's like I have to, do the, I have to watch it now because <laughs> I know all these guys are going to be fighting next week. Yeah, even when they don't get a contract, they get a contract. So, um, yeah, it's definitely getting better. I think our, um, Mr. Rachmanov, I think Shavkat's sister is going to be on one of these coming weeks. I'm not sure when, but. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I don't love the main event in this, in this one, but it's going to be an action fight. I think, honestly, I would take the under in the main event in the Top lewis fight. I don't know if that's a thing. FanDuel has all quick. sorts of stuff now. They, it, <laughs> it seems like the they books... Care, huh? Well, I think I think the smart thing that the UFC kind of did was to get the books more like, hey, we need like odds like you to take this stuff more seriously so more people watch it. Because otherwise... Unless yeah. you're really gambling on it or you're a hardcore like us, you don't really have a reason to watch it. It's just kind of 
there. It's just something to watch on a Tuesday night. And this is kind of the per- – I mean, Tuesday night is the perfect thing. There's nothing else going Absolutely. on. Absolutely nothing. It's just Taco Tuesday. You get some tacos, some Modelo. You get the fighting spirit. Brewed with the fighting spirit you- for the record. Brewed with it. And then you sit down and you watch these fights. And if you want to go on DraftKings, they have a 9-11 special that you can bet on. So why not? Insane that that was the thing. <laughs> Did it hit? Also, it did not hit. Okay. If you, it, did, it did not. It was the Jets, Yankees, and Mets. And the Mets lost. Yankees got rained out. And then the Jets won. Jets did win. And what also, a crazy I, turnaround that was. I had Jets money line. And I thought after the first snap, three snaps of the game, I was like, oh, man. I'm fucking Zach Wilson's coming to the game. I'm cooked. I'm cooked, folks. Well, the Bills stink. That just kind of let you know. Josh Allen. I mean, four turnovers. That's, that's the guy better than Jalen Hurts? I don't know. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Shoulder strikes. MMA podcast. We will be back later on this week. We'll have a full breakdown of Eagles talk. Yeah, we're going to have an Eagles episode soon. We're going to have a full breakdown of UFC Noche. I'm going to be working on my uh, Espanol. Yeah, work on that a little bit. Before uh, before I get ESPN Noche. We're going to say the whole thing. We're going to do our whole podcast in Spanish. In Espanol. I'm going to have a couple guys that I know (laughs) uh, that speak Espanol. They're going to come on. uh, Habla Espanol. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am Ty Capone, as always. As always, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you drink proper 12.